are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power hey everybody welcome to power producer shop talk where we are fighting redefining the sales game and today we are going to talk about the different stages a company goes through in the buyer's journey i guess you could say it is or the sales Mm. cycle or whatever we want to call it about do it i like it yeah, I mean, this actually precipitates from my trip up to visit my good friends there in uh, Brunswick, Georgia, Mr. Hurd Gallus and Hank Stewart at Gallus Stewart, up-and-coming agency that's making a name for themselves in the commercial middle market in that part of the country, and I'm happy to be part of that with them. But, um, you know, we sat down up there this week just to put some strategy in place because they brought in a young producer, and one of the things that we talked about was the different stages. And, you know, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because as I was talking with those guys, we kept going back to the same thing. And that was, well, when do you get a copy of the policies? When do you get this? And when do you get that? And I finally, you know, yesterday when we were talking, I told him, I'm like, you got to understand something, fellas, when we sell, it's not based on the policies. It's not based on on the insurance. Um, There's times that I go in a month after renewal. There's times that I go in, you know, a month before renewal. It's really whenever I have the ability to engage. And, you know, some of that is actually truthfully some of that's changed for us since we got marvin marvin just crushing it again by the way i probably should do a an episode just on the appointment that i had on wednesday yeah um i need to get him my august list because he's already blown through it seems like uh july for me which i thought i was good i thought i was i thought i was staying way ahead three four months out the (laughs) This guy has already blown through. Well, he is assigning new companies left and right. But I mean, you know, it's funny and not to get off track, but, you know, I'm pretty transparent with the people in Killing Commercial. And I had a new business appointment with that that account, that that large one that he booked that I told you about. Yeah. That thing's Mm got to be at least Mm -hmm. 50,000 in revenue. And, um, it's awesome. I told him, I'm like, look, I'm an open book, fellas. I practice what I preach. I don't have a problem with you listening to me on a first appointment. So I had the call with those people, and I popped my cell phone right in the middle of the conference room table there at Gallus Stewart, and I had the call so that they could hear. And, you know, it was a nice. really good <clears throat> conversation. And it was funny because they they listened, and they listened, and they listened, and they never heard insurance come out of my mouth. Not one time. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those issues right. where this company has the exact same setup as many in the middle market. It's not uncommon that human resources handles the the workers' comp, and then the the accounting function handles, sure. 
you know, the, the other lines. And that, that was the case here. And so the person that I was speaking to was specific mm-hmm. to Marvin's call list, which was on workers comp and uh, the upcoming renewal. And we went back and forth. And in the very, in, in, you know, literally in the first two minutes of the call, I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere right now. Was this the one that had the mod? This one has a really good mod. It had okay. a point seven point seven something mod. Okay. And I I, I, I couldn't figure it out. You know, I, I think I even told you yeah. when I when he booked yeah, yeah. it, I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm okay. digging yeah, in yeah, this yeah, thing. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why this lady even wants to talk to me. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get her on so originally she was I but she but she called you and was like, Hey, yes. we need to reschedule this yes. till yeah, yeah. So th- yeah. Okay. this is actually right. a really cool story. Um and probably not going to flow directly into what we were talking about, but you know, whatever. We'll we'll go ahead and <laughs> maybe we just talk about that, or we talk time. about this, and then we we talk. You know what? That's exactly what we're gonna do. I'm gonna talk about this one, and then we're gonna we'll we'll make the other one the different stages when we record again. I think Perfect. it makes more sense on the fly. Love it. Yeah, but I mean, this was a really good learning experience for them because they got to see what happens, you know, and how I read people, you know, and, and I think sometimes I take it for granted how much experience has taught me you know it's it's not like i'm the smartest dude in the world it's just i can i can recognize things because i've been in so many situations over my time in the industry and and this lady came out and and she got you know i i called her the first time i got her voicemail and i'm like and then like five minutes later she calls me back she's like i'm so sorry i got stuck in a meeting and so i'm like no no problem and so we began to talk and I said, listen, I said, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you because I don't, I, I don't want to waste your time. And honestly, I, I don't want to spend time on something that doesn't make sense. I said, but you know, I've done all of the research that I need to do to have a general understanding as much as I could possibly get my hands on to have an idea about how mm-hmm. your company operates. And I can't understand why you want to talk to me. Right. You know, it's kind of like the one I went on with Raphael that day where the lady, you know, but except that lady was just taking a meeting to take the meeting. I think she just wanted a break in the middle of the day. But I mean, <laughs> and I told her, she goes, well, you know, we've got some issues here and here and here and here. And then she says, but wait a minute, please do me a favor. Remind me why we're talking. You know, what, what does your company do? And so I, I'm like, okay, this is getting very kind of weird and interesting at the same time. And I said, we're a full service risk management and insurance firm. We hang our hat on risk management and the value add that we bring to people in the marketplace. Tools such as human resources uh, tools and auditing tools and all of these other things. And I said specifically, Mm -hmm. you know, we we typically work with companies that have problems with their workers' compensation, which doesn't apply to you. But I did notice, you know, that – you were interested in some of the resources that I sent over and I had sent her, I'd gone into the think HR catalog and I sent over some yeah. of the stuff. I sent her um, a list of their webinars that they have for, um, for HR professionals. I, I gave them some information on OSHA compliance. I gave them some information on learning. Right. Management right. System. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I and, remember that. And yep. Mm-hmm. These guys are sitting here listening to me say this and she's like, yes, yes, yes. And I said, so, let, let's talk a little bit about, you know, why you want to talk to me. So then she begins to open up. She says, I'm new in my position. They haven't really had a full-time mm-hmm. HR person here before. And it, I mean, this is a company that has more than 50 employees. I, okay. I was going to ask you, that was, that was my question. How many employees right. they were and, at? And, and so there, I mean, there's some compliance issues there okay. when you get that big too. 
hundred percent. And so she said, Absolutely. so they, they've given me this role and she goes, I really need support. She said, I need support to make myself better. I need, and so we start, you know, I, I just conversation. I let her talk the almost the whole time. And, um, it turns out that there are two partners that are in, in business, you know, to run this company. And those guys, one of them is more progressive. The other one is more old school. And, you know, she said, anything you do, it's a fight to try and get both of them on the same page. And, you know, I want to do this and I want to do that. She said, but I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. If you were to walk into this company right now, you would think that you were in the 1980s. And hmm. I said, and you're not going to believe me when I say this, but this ain't my first rodeo. I mean, I can't tell you the right. number of places I've been in that when I walk in, I think that I've been time warped back to the 1980s. So as we were talking, you know, I said, so that being said, in the fact that you have one owner who is a little more open to what you want to do and one who's not, talk to me a little bit about training and development and, you know, company handbook and all of these things. I said, because as an HR person, this is the stuff you're really going to need to be thinking about. And she said, um, right. You know, we don't have one <laughs> and we don't, well, don't have do. a she said, but for all practical purposes, we don't have one because it's one. And I said, look, right. I know, you know, everybody has one and it's kind of overlooked. Yeah. It's, it, it's all, it's, it's, it's like a formality it's in most cases. It's like everything else. Oh right. yeah. We got a handbook. Here's your yeah. handbook sign that you received it, you know, and now, now we're in compliance. Right. You know, we did everything <laughs> yeah. right. No, you didn't do it. But it's got no actual right. use. What you did in is you just businesses. probably set yourself up for more litigation than if you didn't have rules at all, because now you've established rules you're not following. But um, mm -hmm. anyhow, so I said, well, you know, we have the ability to give you a dynamic handbook uh, tool that'll live online and blah, 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 blah. We talked about learning management system and all of the things that can happen there. Um, yep. You know, and all of that. So. You know, we got into it and she said, I am very much interested in everything that you're saying and and mm -hmm. I just have too much on my plate right now. I said, look, I get it. I said, I knew you had too much on your plate 15 minutes ago when you first started talking. Yeah. And I said, my goal, you know, you're going to find out dealing with me that I'm not a high pressure salesperson at all. Like, I'll have this conversation with you and I'm not going to bother you again unless you tell me you want me to bother you again. And she said, no, 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 no. I absolutely want want to engage with you, but I'm, here's what I'm dealing with. And it was like literally benefits renewal and three or four other things. And I said, look, I understand. Yeah. Here's what I want to do. Let's let's circle back in a few months. I said, your, your renewal is coming up. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to pressure you to meet with you just so I can come in and try and write an insurance policy for you right now. My goal is to build a long-term relationship, much like you've had with your existing representation. And I know I can't do that on a single call, and I wouldn't even attempt to do that. What I want to do is I want to help you as much as I possibly can. I said, you've got some things coming up that you need resources for that you don't have. And so what I would like to do is be able to be a resource for you if you would like for me to give you access as a prospect to think HR so that you can poke and prod around in there and maybe help you get through some of the basic blocking and tackling, I'm happy to do that for you. I'm not going to charge you for it. Just consider it me doing you a, a gesture of goodwill, knowing that we're going to talk again. She said, I want to talk to you right. at the beginning of August. I said, so if I call you on August 1st, and she said, well, August 1st is a Sunday, make it the third. I said, <laughs> I'm going to send you a meeting request for August 3rd, and we're going to talk on August 3rd. Other than that, you'll never hear from me until then. 
unless you need something. And I said, I want you to understand there are no strings attached to my offer. Now, obviously, my offer can't live in perpetuity. You know, I'm not going to give you complete access yeah. to one of my number one tools forever. forever. Yeah, right. But I'm happy to give access to it to give it give you access to it now because that's what I would be doing if we were actually engaging right now. And I'd rather give you a little taste mm -hmm. of the sweet nectar of Think HR and let you get used to it than to have to continue to conceptualize it and have you not really understand. And I said, so here are the things that I think you need. And I started laying out, you know, let's let's look at, you know, the type of learning modules you would want to put in. Let's look at the webinar schedule, the things I had sent her the information over about. And she um, she was pumped about it. And and so let me ask you this, because that that's an interesting way to approach it. And I agree with it. Would that approach be different for you if their mod was jacked? With the renewal coming up? Um. Because that's what's renewing, obviously, because that, that, that's how Marvin got it us is, in because he was calling You know, that, renewal, that's so. a good question, and I honestly, it, I'll, give, I'll tell you the same thing I told those guys. Mm -hmm. This account's at least $50,000 in revenue. Am I willing to roll the dice right. that if I push, that I push them completely away right now? Or do I give her a gentle nudge if she pushes back? I just graciously say, look, I get it. I'm in this for the long term. Yeah. I, I think that um, I would have probably done the same thing. E even though, even though I, I may have, you know me well enough to know, I probably would have pushed back one time on, on the comp and just said, look, sure. let me at least come in and audit your mod for you. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to hammer you on insurance or anything else. Let me at least come in and audit the mod. And the reason why I say that is she, she, right. this lady, actually, I was very, very impressed. She, she knew her stuff. Like she started rattling off total cost of risk and other things to me on the phone. And I mean, I like looked over at the guys and I'm like, I'm not used to this. <laughs> you know, this yeah, person actually right. speaks the language. And so um, I do think that if if the mod was messed up, I pro and knowing that the comp renewal was coming up, I probably would have have made the recommendation to at least let me do the complimentary mod review and, um, yeah. you know, and, and come and present it. And, and the reason why I say that is specifically because of what she said about the ownership of the company. One of the things she said was that she ha she she said you you can't talk to these guys in terms that don't involve money. Like she goes, you're just not going to get anything done. Right. She said I have to make everything about money to them for them to buy in and get them to understand it. And she goes, I'll give you an example. And I don't remember, I don't remember exactly what it was. The the example was, but something had happened in their operation, and it mm -hmm. cost them. Like fifteen thousand, or it caught whatever it ended up being, like about thirty thousand dollars a year. It was like fifteen thousand over six months. So, like she did my trick, mm -hmm. she annualized it to to a year and made it thirty thousand. And she said, "You guys realize that you just cost us the ability to hire one more employee." And I'm like, "Wow, mm -hmm. this this I." I went from just being it's good. yeah. I just went from being like Johnny Prospector and doing a new business appointment hmm. to going, and it's pretty rare that I have this reaction. I really want to work with this person. She gets it, and she's gonna have a rough yeah. road to hoe in her organization because she's gonna she's pushing uphill, and I want to be able to help her. And I told her that I said, look, I said if you need an advocate, if you need somebody to come in and translate that stuff, I'm happy to do it. And I said, look, I'm I did my research. 
I know the two partners that are in your organization. And according to what I found on LinkedIn and some subsequent phone calls I made, they have, they're directly connected to several people I know in the financial services sector that could probably, you know, help me get in, but I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. I said, I want to let you know, Mm -hmm. you're the one that's engaged with me. I want to help you. I want to help be your advocate, but I also wanted to let you know that if you're running into issues and you need me to be an advocate for you, I don't mind pulling strings with people I know that are connected to these guys to help me get in front of them too and make your life a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. I said, but I'm not going to do that. That's not my play on this. You're my relationship and I want to build the relationship with you at this point. And so um, she said, wow, I I really appreciate that. And I've never really had anybody call and talk to me the way that you've talked to me. You know, it's obvious that you know what you're doing. And she said, but I also mm-hmm. appreciate the fact that you're not pushing. She said, you have no idea how much credibility you've bought for yourself. The lesson that I wanted to give Hank and Hurd and, and, and Thomas up there was that you, at a middle market account, you don't need to go be pushy for your number one. It may not happen in the first year. I can tell you that I, right. I can almost guarantee you if I were to look at my book of business over the last 15 years, I don't know that I have, there may be one or two times that I've actually gone in and closed that 50 grand revenue account, the very, like the first within the normal business flow yeah. that we have. Right. First meeting, I'm never going right. to close. It's the meeting where we pres- present whatever it is we got from them in the first meeting. It's just, it's a longer sales it is cycle. A, it's, it's a it's much a longer. It's a bit more complicated. It's not, yeah, I mean, because you're dealing with value and it's not something where you're selling on price where it's just, you know, like that. Well, but so. the other thing too is it validates what my personal preference is of getting in like a month or two after renewal. And that's why. So those accounts that are mm-hmm. that size that I have been able to, to to bring across the finish line right out of the box are those accounts that I get in that month or two after renewal. So for me, this tells me we're on to something with Marvin. You know, he's getting appointments. I mean, he got me a re- – this is a really good appointment. This appointment yeah. pays for Marvin for like four or five years if I get it. So, you know, right. he got me to the dance. And, and so – but it, but it also tells me that we're going to run into this more and more. So as we start to look at our own our own pipeline, we're going to have these accounts in there, but we're going to have them with a much longer look, you know, forward looking opportunity than we normally would if we go in and we engage with mm-hmm. them at the time I like to engage with them. Because really, this thing renews. I think May first. I'm looking at May first, 2022. So this is a you know 13 and a half. 14 month process now before this thing is all the other stuff. Yeah. I don't even know because we didn't get into that and she doesn't handle it. Well, you said the health, the health does or something. The benefits do now. now Yeah. The benefits do now, but I don't know about the other lines of the commercial. And I mean, there's, there's meat there for sure. So, you know, like I said, and like I explained to them, the level of patience that you have to have at 50 grand in revenue is completely different than the level of patience you have to have at five or 10. And so totally. I am 100% confident that I will write this account. I'm 100% confident that I will do it on their timeline. And I'm also 100% confident that I will be compliant to their request to do it on their timeline. And I'm not mm-hmm. And she said, and I, I, she told me, even with the stuff when we were talking about Think and the solutions that we would use for them, she told me, she goes, I had another broker come in here and they didn't tell me nearly the stuff about Think HR that you did. Yeah, I mean, or even bring yep. it up. 
and so they, she did have somebody present it to her, but she just said not even. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. She was familiar with with the with Think yeah, HR. Yeah, she itself. had another agent come in, Got but it. I think it was the benefits okay. person. I think it was part of what they were going through on the benefits side, and a hmm. lot of benefits agents have Think as well. So, you know, it's it, it's a good possibility. So, you know, it, it just goes to show that even if you have, even if you're competing against somebody who has the same tools that you have, if you use them in a way that is unique to your process, which I'm the king of that doing mod audits, um, you know, you're going to, you're still have the ability to differentiate and it goes back. Look, the more that podcasts exist that talk about things that help you win at the point of sale, the more people that are going to go out and engage with those companies that have that product that will help you win at the point of sale. So the playing field becomes right. level and the common denominator spreads from just being we're all licensed agents that can place insurance policies to, okay, we're licensed agents that can place insurance policies, but we also have Magic. We also have Think HR. So now you have to mm -hmm. continuously reinvent yourself as to what am I going to do to use these tools to present them in a way that nobody else does that will ultimately allow me to win business. And that's what I did. And be, and be able to read the person that you're talking to. Like you let off this, this talk yeah. about, you and, know, um, that, that part. Yeah, I got off and it comes with time. Some of it for sure. I got off the but, call and those guys were looking at me and I said, so I said, I said, pretty good call. They said that was a ridiculous call. She, they said that was, <laughs> they said that was awesome, man. You know, we, um, it was great and you did exactly what you should have done in that situation. So that's the number one thing going into the weekend that I would tell people if you're, th if there's things you're going to think about or reflect on, think about that. Think about wh what deals have I lost that I probably, if I would have just been a little bit more patient, I might not have written them right now, but I ultimately would have written them. But as a result of my impatience, I lost my seat at the table. Because I've done that before. Yeah. The, the only reason I know how to read everybody, everybody. Yeah, has. the only reason I know how to read people now is because I've gotten my rear end yeah, kicked by not from, reading them. Right. Sure. You know, and so that's that's why we have the podcast, people. We want to help you learn from some of the mistakes that we've made that will help you not make those same mistakes. But that only works if you put the things we talk about in, into action. If you just listen to the podcast, you're like, meh, happened to him. It won't happen to me. It'll happen to you. Hundred percent. I I I agree. I've got nothing. All right, man. Well, I think we're it's about time for everybody to get their weekend kicked off. So we should probably yeah. wrap this thing up. I'm good with that. All right, everybody. We're out. See you. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes